everyone. We're live, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Welcome to Kayfabe Corner. I'm your host, JPO, Jordan Persons. Today, joined by one of my favorite people who I've known literally his entire career, even before it began. And I'm so glad to see where he's at today. Ladies and gentlemen, Fabu Andre. Fabu, how are you doing? I'm wonderful. How are you, Jordan? I'm wonderful now. Now that you're in my presence, as always, my man, and so glad to see you. As you pretty recently over uh, the Jerry Lynn seminar, seeing you now here today. Uh, let's rewind, though. Let's go back. Uh, where does pro wrestling begin with you? Are you a fan? What's your first memories? I was always a fan. Um, I don't know. My first memory was probably uh, a lighter that my brother had. Uh, and it had Kane's mask on it. And I saw it was the coolest thing. And then my dad brought home like some stickers that had the rock stone cold and undertaker on them. And I thought those were really cool. And my first like actual wrestling memory was probably going to a SmackDown show and seeing the, seeing uh, too cool do the worm and the ring after their match. And they brought in three kids from the crowd. And I was so disappointed I wasn't one of them. I know that that jealousy is hard. Even to this day, when a kid gets in the ring, I'm like, ah, why can't it be 30 old <laughs> kid? Again, do the wiggle with Norman Smiley. I want to do the wiggle with Norman Smiley. Uh, exactly. <laughs> who, who was your number one dude? Who was like your main guy that you liked? The Undertaker. Mm, the there's no doubt in my mind, The Undertaker. <laughs> Uh, did you get one of those thousand dollar cameos? <laughs> uh, I get paid tomorrow. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, drop drop a, a grand. Hello, Fabu. I'll I'll do it in cosplay for forty bucks. Um, <laughs> so so now, what what is the idea? I mean, is it from the get go? Want to be a pro wrestler? When does it start to get serious? How old are you? You're a pretty young cat, I believe. Yeah, I'm 23. Uh, I don't know. I'd, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a wrestler. That was just, like, something I wanted to do. I didn't really have a plan to do it. But, like, I had a trampoline in my backyard, and I would wrestle with my friends. I just thought it was the coolest thing. And then, like, as I got a little bit older and I got into middle school, it wasn't the coolest thing. And I was kind of like, eh. So I kind of backed off a little bit on liking it. And then, like, when I got into high school, I just started, like, I started working out more. And I started looking into it. Like, I was like, I didn't know what else I wanted to do with my life. So I was like, I'll just look into being a pro wrestler because it still interested me. I still thought it was really cool to do. And then I just, that that's when I eventually, I eventually met you at a fighting for a cure two, I believe. You weren't the one who got me into it, but I do remember meeting you outside of the venue. I wasn't taking claim, and I'm like, I'm the reason Fabu was here. No, uh, no, man, I, I remember, uh, I think, picking on you in the crowd, and you were having fun with it, and then talk, you did talk to like, a couple people afterwards. So it yeah. is kind of cool literally knowing you, not even day one, like negative day four or whatever, you know, you want to, <laughs> you want to put it. It was negative for a year, actually, at that point. Because <laughs> yeah. I had met Mark Boswell, I think was his name. And he introduced me. He told me about the WHW school up in Kissimmee with the Wild Samoans. And he, I looked into it. I found out how much it was. I didn't even have a car at that time. And I lived like four hours away from it. I was like, 
I don't know what I'm going to do. So I got a job and I just started working and I worked for a whole year until fighting for a cure came back around. So how old are you? And then where do you actually start beginning training? I was 17 at the first fighting for a cure, I believe. And then I was 18. I actually have a little um, picture from Bush Gardens that was the day that I went. It wasn't my first day of training. It was like the day before my first day of training, but it was the first day I actually went to Frank Ray's school and just look, just checked it out because we were at Bush Gardens. We were like right down the road from it. And I asked my mom, I was like, hey, do you mind if we stop by? I was 18. And I want to say it was. I want to say it was maybe like September, maybe, because it was, I remember I had, I had my first match, my very first match, like a month before my 19th birthday. So talk to me about the name Fabu Andre. Were you always Fabu Andre? Pretty much since middle school. I mean, it was just kind of a nickname that I chose that was given to me that was just what was the nickname Fabu Andre or what, what, what I, don't, was, I have no idea that's well, your or not. I don't know with you wrestlers anymore <laughs> well it was originally started on Facebook because I didn't want to use my real name so I put it as Andre everybody just assumed that I wanted to be called Andre so they started calling me Andre and then I just, I said fabulous one day in school and everybody was like, oh, say it, say it. So I just, I was like, oh, just fabu. I, I don't know. It just came into my head. I didn't even like correlate it with anything. I just said fabu. And so, like I said, I didn't want to use my real name on Facebook. So I just put that as my name, Fabu Andre. And just, it just stuck. <laughs> So that was so. Even when you got when you got into wrestling, you know, just you were like, "Oh, let's stick with it." It, it is an interesting name, and so you've been Fabu Andre since day one in wrestling, huh? Pretty much, and that's not even the name that I wanted to use. Actually, I had a couple of the like stupid names when I was younger, and like when I first started, I didn't know what I wanted my name to be. I didn't think it was gonna be Fabu. <laughs> like me, I was like, "Well, you know, what is this name? Like, why? Why would I use this name?" But just like. Yeah, it just stuck. It's all coming back to me as I'm talking to you right now. You had another name at a certain point, didn't you? I did. What was your name? Uh, <laughs> I don't want to say it. It's stupid. <laughs> That's what the show's about. Is not talking. But about I do remember. I uh, I went to uh, the very first fighting for a cure I went to, and I went to help set up the ring. I'll, I wore my shirt and I also had my title belt that I made that I still have hanging on my wall. And I wore a shirt that had the anarchy symbol on it. And I just, I wanted to be called anarchy. I was like, it's a cool, I, was, I thought it was a cool name. I was like, I want to be called anarchy. anarchy. I'm not even sure that's the one I'm thinking of. Weren't you something else in ACW for like a minute? Oh, you're thinking of the, the other name that I used for a little while. Fierce. Yes. Yes, yes. What was that full name? Andre Fierce. I used Andre that for Fierce. There you go. Okay. Five. Where did that come from? Maybe five shows. Yeah, where did that come from? Why all of a sudden the transition? And then why the transition back? I didn't have an idea 
for like what Fabu was and I didn't I wasn't like putting any thought into it so I was like everybody kept telling me you know character character like what's your character why are you this I'm like I I don't know so instead of putting thought into that I tried to just change I was like well maybe I can change it and that'll help spark something and it just it didn't and then I think I didn't do maybe like one or two shows and I just started calling me Fabu again. I was like, that's the name. Because <laughs> oh, I had already been going by that name for maybe like six or eight months in ACW at that point. So it was like, people already knew me. Yeah, yeah no point. I think changing it now if you go too far along. Uh, <laughs> so... Yeah. Any, any, um, any, uh, how, how would you describe your, the character now of Fabio Andre? Someone said, explain to me who is Fabio Andre. What would you say now? I am the monarch of manliness, the most outstandingly beautiful professional wrestler in the world today. I mean, no argument here, man. No, no argument here. Uh, no, I'm not even anywhere near you, and I feel a little. For Clem just now, um, I know where you. I know what town you live in. That's still still pretty vague. Huh? <laughs> Wait, what town? Fort Myers. Ah, see, you're wrong. Actually, everyone assumes that because a real pro. I don't live in Fort Myers, so you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm the next cool. time I'm, I'm a Naples guy. Oh, well, that's too far for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, too far for me to go beat someone up for not money. You're like, yeah, you're like, yeah, don't worry. Next time we're on the same show, I'll see you then. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, any, any early memories uh, with Frank Ray? Is there anyone else you want to help credit that uh, helped shape you even just as a performer or, you know, even just technically wise? Like, who helped kind of get you along? I mean, there's a lot of people who came through Ray's school. It was kind of like the spot for certain people to just come through and you know have a ring to bump in and i mean there's a couple people that i really remember coming through and they all helped they all gave advice i don't but the person who i would say helped the most was probably james morrison he got me my first out-of-state booking he helped he taught me a lot of things that helped um another person who came through was storm thomas and the ra- hound dog, Rafael Gonzalez. Uh, also, David Mercury. David Mercury came through too. Those are a couple people that came through the school and helped train us. Uh, I'm sure there's someone I'm missing. And if there is, I apologize. But those are the ones who I remember most prominently coming through. Very nice, very nice. Now, you've been a part of a couple of tag teams here. Uh, uh, Killian, Nova, uh, even currently uh, Tony Donati. Uh, do you like tag teaming? Do you, do you try to focus more on singles? Do you just go wherever it goes? Uh, what, what's your preference? I kind of go wherever it goes. I never really thought of myself as a tag team guy, but then I was like, just kept ending up in tag teams. I was like, well, I, I mean, it's part of wrestling. There's no avoiding it, no matter what. You will end up being in a tag match in a tag team with someone at some point so i mean i don't mind it i really think tag team is fantastic especially if it's done well but i'm not 
I don't want to say I'm not great at it, but I'm not. I really don't do tag team wrestling to its full extent. I don't have a great chemistry with most of my partners because we don't, we just simply don't practice it the way we should. And is, I don't, I think I could be fantastic at it. I just don't practice it. If you could have a dream partner, both realistically, like let's say in Florida or like in the Indies, and then also just dream, dream partner, who would it be? Oh, <laughs> I really don't know. I mean, there's guys all over Florida that I think about tagging with. I think it would be just, you know, fun matches. Um, I really don't know. Like, I had a lot of fun tagging with Nova and I feel like I feel like I get along well with other goofy kind of over the top characters, kind of like Nova. Nova's character wasn't necessarily over the top, but the way that he was in and is is still kind of over the top. So I don't know. That one's kind of a that that, that one's kind of a tough one for me. But I mean, if I had to go with a dream partner. I'd, I'd probably say someone like, I don't know, Ray, Ray Mysterio. Kabuka, Kabuka. Uh, yeah. so, are you saying there's uh, there's hope for a meteoric rise reunion? We kind of did. We made up. We met up at Nova's birthday party. <laughs> so there's, you know, there's always a chance. I'd never say never. Never say never, indeed. Uh, what are some of your favorite matches that you've had? Who have you really clicked with? Uh, one of my favorite matches from early on that I ever had was with uh, David Mercury at Tampa Bay Pro. He just gave me the opportunity to do a lot of stuff that I had never really like gotten to do. This was before I understood wrestling a little bit more than I do now. So it's it was fun for me to go out there and just be able to do stuff that I wanted to do, especially with someone like David Mercury. Um, not this particular match. It was the other a one's not on there. The other one's not online. I had to pick up something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this was a fun match too, but the one at Tampa Bay Pro was my favorite with David Mercury. Um, I don't know. It's kind of hard to think because I haven't had too many matches recently because of COVID. Um, my match with Dan at the seminar was fun. I had a match at Thunder Championship Wrestling against Task Force. That was fun. I mean, it's hard to say what match is like my best, but I mean, I I just try to go out there and have fun. That's honestly... Like, if a match is fun to me, I'll remember it. Any, any tag matches that you really enjoyed as well? or uh, There was a match. It was the International... <laughs> I want to say the International Superstars me and Nova, but we wrestled, like, ten times. But there was one particular match that I remember that my... Uh, I had some family at the show, and that was a fun match. Nova got squished from a senton <laughs> off the top. And, uh, yeah, that was a fun match. 
Well, what's a dream match locally that you haven't had? Who here in like either Florida, Georgia, wherever that you've been like, oh, I would have a good time with that person. I think I would click. Who have you wanted to get in there with that you haven't quite yet? I mean, I see a lot of like big names coming through Florida. I see a lot of like big names coming through Florida, so I always think I'd have fun matches with them. But uh, uh, honestly, one match that I always wanted, a dream match that I always wanted that I probably won't be able to get is one with my coach Chris Silvio because he was just so good and I just like I I had trained with him for like a year and I wanted him I wanted a match with him so bad but I didn't feel like I was good so it was like I was kind of waiting for him I felt like it would be kind of like a a, a kind of like a proud moment you know for him as like a teacher he'd be like all right you finally reached a point where I can trust you but unfortunately, due to injuries, he's not able to wrestle anymore. So it's probably not going to happen. That would have been my – that definitely would have been my dream match. Um, but other than that, any active wrestlers? Maybe right now, David Ali in Georgia, he's doing some big things. I think he'd be fun to have a match with. That'd be a good one. That'd be a good one. Uh, you, you mentioned Silvio. Anyone else that's helped you kind of along the way more recently? You mentioned Silvio. Silvio has helped you train with you more recently. Anyone else that has helped shape you? Uh, Silvio, Matt Seidel are definitely two. Uh, Francisco is the first person I went to after Reyes. He helped me learn. Uh, but, I mean, I still train with Matt and Chris on a regular basis. So they've definitely been the most recent helpers. Uh, Connor, uh, I, I don't know if I can use that name anymore, but of the f- formerly of the Ascension, <laughs> he, he was there for a little bit. He helped me. Um, but yeah, definitely Matt and Chris are probably the two biggest ones who have helped me the most recently. You, you brought up, uh, you know, the, the crazy year we've been having with COVID and everything. Uh, you know, how is that? Has that changed any way that you perceive, uh, you know, wrestling? Or is there anything that you hope for in the future that will change? Anything you think the companies can do better as far as the protocols? Like, what's your kind of take on the wrestling landscape right now? I think for the most part, if things do go back to normal anytime soon, most wrestling companies will pretty much go back to as they were. I mean, I don't think they were doing anything too bad before, but as far as my own perception of wrestling, I've, I feel like I've definitely started to value myself more because I, there's just a bigger risk of, there's a bigger risk now. Like, I don't know who has COVID. I don't know where I could catch it. And I still live with in the same area as my mother and grandmother. And it's, I don't want to get them sick. So that's definitely one thing that's changed for me is just, I would say I definitely value my time more and value the types of shows and matches that I want to wrestle on. Here's a good one for you that I don't know what to do anymore now that I've been at several shows now. Uh, Are we shaking hands? Are we fist bumping? Are we nodding? What do we do now? What do you do? (laughs) I I try to fist bump. I always try to fist bump. After the show, it's kind of more awkward because – you've already been out there wrestling your masks have probably been off for at least an hour it's like 
So after the show, people usually tend to shake hands. I still try to fist bump, but I mean, that, yeah. I try my best to just fist bump. I'm like, I don't know what the can't we just? Yeah, I was like, I it's like kind of should... awkward. Just keep your hand sanitizer on you. I feel like we should make that a pre-match thing. Like, hey guys, just for now, head bumps. Just... <laughs> um, uh, what are some of your favorite uh, promotions you worked for? What companies have you know you really enjoyed your time in? Uh, well, you know, Real Pro has been the absolute best. Uh, <laughs> it's not what I'm looking for. Oh, Real, Real Pro is a Real Pro is a fun one. <laughs> you guys provided cake for me. That was fun. What was that? That was at your anniversary show. You had that big cake with everybody on it. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. Uh, (laughs) No, Real Pro is a place where I got to meet a lot of the local guys and those people that I know and who I've kind of come up with more. So that's, so it was fun. Uh, Tampa Bay Pro Wrestling, same kind of deal with Real Pro is a place where a lot of people started that I've kind of been coming up with. Um, I really don't. I I don't want to say there's any bad promotions I've worked for, but there's a there's definitely been some more like more fun ones than others. I'd say Pro South and Alabama and New Era in Alabama were two fun promotions because they're very local guys. ACW was fun as I got more comfortable. Like, not necessarily when I first started because I was very timid and I didn't know anybody. But as I got more comfortable, ACW definitely got more fun. Um, yeah, those are probably the biggest ones that I can think of that were that were just fun, good promotions that I would honestly go back to. So... Let's say, fingers crossed, things get back to normal. Fingers crossed. Where do you see yourself in five years? I mean, fingers crossed. I've, you know, I've already done a little bit of work with AEW. That would be awesome to be a part of. Um, But, I mean, if I can't be part of AEW, I'd love to be traveling the world more. Like, I absolutely loved going to Japan and Italy. That was a fantastic time. And that was two years ago now. So if I had got the opportunity to go back, I would absolutely do it. Um, but I mean, traveling the world or hopefully hopefully making a living off of wrestling would probably be the goal in five years. Uh, let's touch a little bit more upon what you just spoke of uh, in a couple levels here. Talk to me about Japan, man. Like, how did that come along? And just what's it like going over there and the, the culture? It looked like you had a bowl uh, from the photos I've seen. Just what's it like going over there? I mean, the flight was a little boring because it's just it's a 24-hour flight. But <laughs> once you land, it's incredible. It's a whole different atmosphere from the United States. It's like everybody there is just so absolutely polite. The way that it came about is my mom actually just wanted to take a trip. She has friends over in Japan and she wanted to take a trip. And I told her I'd go with her. So I started contacting people that I knew, asked if there was any you know promotions in Japan that I could work for. And I was actually supposed to go over and work with 
I can't remember the name of the promotion, but it was Taka Michinoku's promotion. Was it Michinoku? Probably. <laughs> you know, I probably should have thought of that. <laughs> but I was supposed to go over there and train with them for like the month that I was over there. And literally the week before it, I got the message from the girl that I was in contact with for it. And it just, it fell apart. They were having some big controversy and they weren't taking anybody in. And I I was like, ah, it sucked. But my, I had another contact over there and I was able to train with him a couple of times. He introduced me to Metanoru Sawa and he got me over to Gato Pro where I was able to have a match. But I mean, other than that, the whole Japan, Japan as a whole is just a fan, absolutely fantastic place. I would, I've been there twice now and I would love to go back. Any other countries on the bucket list? Europe, uh, well, Europe, <laughs> um, England, England, and really any part of Europe. I would love to go to Germany and work for WXW. I have a friend in, I think, Sweden who owns a promotion over there. I'd love to go and work for him. Um, Mexico would be fun. And there is a company in Canada that I've actually been in contact with who we've been talking about coming out, but since there's been border closures, it's like, it's, it's just not going to happen anytime soon as, as of this. So you touched upon this earlier. We got to talk a little bit about it. Uh, your your AEW debut. You're there with the world champion John Moxley. Uh, when I first saw the graphic, I think on whatever Twitter or Instagram, I know I popped. A lot of people pop forward, man. Because no lie, you're a good dude. You've been working hard, and I just think we're all just happy to see it here. Uh, and any moments of just that first feeling of coming out on that that big stage, you know, knowing you're there for you know the the big one of the biggest companies in the world, undoubtedly. It is, what, what's, what's going through the mind right now of Fabu Andre? <laughs> I got the call like to do this maybe two days before. The first thing I did was text my manager and said, yeah, I'm not going to be in Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> and I didn't know what to expect. I just, I went up there with Tony, got there, literally wasn't told anything before. We weren't even told how we were supposed to get in. We were stopped by a security guard in the parking lot. And he was like, oh, you guys don't have IDs or anything. So we had to call up our, we had to call up Chris Silvio to get in contact with somebody in there to get us into the parking lot even. And then once we got there, uh, uh, they came up to me and they said, hey, you're going to be working with John Mox. So I said, cool. He said, you're going to take a kick in a DDT. I said, yes, sir. Thank you. And that's just how it started. We kind of sat around. We got there around maybe through two or three. It wasn't super early, but it was me. It was a good couple hours before the show. And so, I mean, we we got our temp- temperatures checked because this was in COVID. It was like first starting. They asked us some questions and we sat around for a little while. Uh, 
then they just started recording dark i don't remember which match i was on like the run sheet but i do remember i was just standing there i just (laughs) i just remembered stuff that people throughout my life had told me uh in particular matt because matt had been on stages like wwe and stuff so he knew the most out of people who have i've trained with i just tried to remember stuff that he taught me and yeah <laughs> i, I want to say i was nervous but i was just like i was excited i was just so excited to be out there i didn't i really didn't know what to expect i was like i'm here i'm doing this this is something I've, i watched john moxley growing up and now i'm here with him uh, yeah, man, you, you've been back a couple of times, man. We hope to see you back there in the future here. Uh, anyone that's been cool to you, any backstage, anyone you want to shout out that, you know, you, that you've been thankful for? Uh, at AEW or just anywhere? Both, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one dude that was always, that was really cool to me and Tony while we were there is the Butcher. He was just, he's a super cool dude. I love him. He, we follow each other on uh instagram and i message him sometimes a massive suplex this guy (laughs) yeah yeah that guy the huge guy (laughs) who beat my ass yeah he was incredibly nice to me (laughs) i like his band uh uh Let's let's see here, man. Uh, well, what advice would you give to someone just starting? You know, just like you know, all the great advice I gave you once upon a time. <laughs> just kidding. What advice would you give someone that comes to you all bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, like I'm going to start training soon? What advice do you give me, Fabu? I mean, I would tell them to find a good school, and once you know the basics, just go out and learn as much as you can. Learn from everybody. Everybody has something different to teach. That's one thing that I've always tried to focus on. I've gone to so many different seminars and trained with so many different coaches and heard so many different ideas, but they all like, even though they all have different ways of saying it, they're all saying the same thing. It's like wrestling is incredibly easy once you know what you're doing. But until then, it's just like your brain will be scrambled trying to figure it out. <laughs> uh, one of the most important questions I ask on this show is, have you seen any good movies lately? Uh, I don't really watch movies. No. Uh, well, this episode's never going to air now. Come on, man. What, you, don't like the, you don't like cinema? I, I don't watch movies. I'm sorry. I watch, just, uh, I watch a lot of YouTube. That's about it. <laughs> YouTube, uh, you you young kid, you. Uh, when's the last time you snapped into a Slim Jim? It's been a while. I'm going to be completely honest. It's been a while. <laughs> about uh, three and a half seconds now for me. Uh, <laughs> uh, and any place that you want to shout out that people can find you, uh, you know, social media-wise, maybe they want to book you uh, or just send you some love, uh, where, where can people reach Fabu Andre at? Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at Fabu Andre. Ah, that's, that's a good part about having such a unique name. You got to just have one platform there. I like it. One name for all, all the medias. I will say I have my Facebook page and I have my like page. If I don't know you, please go to my like page. 
because I have over 300 unanswered friend requests. Wow, Mr. Tackler <laughs> over here. All right, Fabu getting friend requests. Um, <laughs> I, I don't want to ask now. What's the uh, any strange uh, DMs? I used to get them more often, not so much now. Uh, but there, there's a couple old people who I didn't know who would just message me. This is I, I thought it was weird, but I was like 19 at the time, and I really didn't. I didn't think there was anything like too harmful about it. I just kind of ignored them for the most part. We'll get more of that on uh, Kfib Corner after dark. Uh, <laughs> uh, any, uh, any, any parting words? Good for any last terms of wisdom? Anything you want to let the people know? Just learn. You never stop learning. Go everywhere and just take in as much as you can. That's really all. <laughs> that's really all I've been doing. That's all I gotta say. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. Ladies and gentlemen, that was the monarch of manliness. The one, the only, Fabu Andre. Keep a lookout for this kid. He's going places, I tell you. He's going places. This was JPO Jordan Persons for KVM Corner. Thank you for anyone that's watched this on YouTube or Spotify, wherever you watch it. Like, subscribe. You know all the usual jibber-jabber. Thank you. Good night. And don't forget, keep it kayfabe. And snap into it. Have a good night, Jordan. You have a great one. Goodbye.